Thank you for tuning in. And if you've just joined us, a warm welcome to you this Saturday morning. You are listening to the Weekend Early Show right here on Cape Talk. Now we are talking cryptocurrency and blockchain in Christian faith. That is the latest trend that seems to be catching on in the church. Cryptocurrency has gone from being stigmatized as a means of waging war on cash to becoming the preferred option of payment. And that is now especially evident in Christian churches. Religious groups are embracing virtual currency and blockchain to make payments easier and more convenient for congregants as well as just to make uh, a little less uh, paperwork for those who are in charge of that. And here to unpack this trend for us is Kumo Teko from Flux Trend. Kumo, always a warm welcome. Thank you again for speaking to us. Hi, thank you for having me. You know, it's it's such a pleasure. And, you know, uh, looking at the, the history of the Christian church and, and how they've accepted payments, uh, this is certainly the next step for them. And could you actually, uh, you know, before I ask you about more of the details, could you actually tell us which was actually the first church that embraced a digital currency? So in terms of the records that we have found, the Church of St. John, the Evangelist Church in New York, is said to be the first Catholic church to have accepted bitcoins as donations. So this dates back from 2013. And as time has progressed, we started to see different churches um, in terms of Europe and London and Switzerland um, being open to the use of digital currency for donations. And, you know, I think it's, it's, it's quite something that uh, the church is starting to move in this direction because, I mean, as, as we've known churches and how they've accepted uh, payments, you know, it's, it's been uh, very much uh, traditional and old school. And I think it's, it's especially considering that it is an institution that is steeped in tradition. So I think uh, they may realize that this is actually a way of uh, just kind of staying ahead of the curve and also to uh, have them connect with uh, maybe followers on a global scale. Definitely. Um, aside from connecting on a global scale, I think they're starting to open up the the manner in which money can be received from the church, especially if possibly you have congregants who want to give a large donation and um, you also have congregants who may not necessarily be regular attendees of a specific church but still want to contribute but don't have bank accounts. So I think the, the great advantage about this is that it opens up the pool in allowing for people who do not necessarily fall within the bracket of having financial um, access to financial bank accounts. They then can do transactions through Bitcoin and blockchain. And I think that's that's definitely one of the benefits is that um, it's not an exclusive form of payment. It, it certainly is able to include everyone from all uh, from all socioeconomic classes. And you know, you just mentioned the one advantage of uh, Bitcoin. I mean, uh, Bitcoin and blockchain and having cryptocurrency as part of uh, the Christian faith and being able to process payments. What what are the other advantages? Essentially, with the use of blockchain. Um, it is digital, so um, as we've seen in terms of some of the churches that have started to use blockchain and team up with companies, as a church called Santo Thomas Church in Santo Thomas in the Philippines has actually partnered with an, um, a blockchain search engine company, and they have digitized their records. So what that essentially means is that anyone who has access to the Microsoft Cloud within the, within the church is then able to um, track where certain documents are, and um, it's not necessarily then left to the secretary of that specific congregation. So aside from digitizing the documentation and giving access to people, um, you can actually then access it anywhere, and it is also traceable. So even when it comes to the use of um, accepting the virtual currency, you can track where it's going and who it's going to. 
and I think that's that's the thing as well. It's it's about having absolute transparency from all ends. Uh, I think that's and also because of I mean, unfortunately, uh, the history of the church, uh, Catholic Church, uh, you know, especially when it comes to um, money being siphoned, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, you know, I think it, it puts more of the congregants at ease to know exactly where their money is going to. Definitely. So this, the the reason, um, or said that one of the reasons why a Caslo cryptocurrency was created was to encourage donations from younger people. Now, essentially, if you are in an institution or an, uh, a church that um, has possibly a, not such a good track record of where the money is being used um, and where the money is going, if you're able to not just to interact with the younger with the younger congregants through digitizing their money and the fact that they can also track it it brings in that element of of um, honesty and transparency which works really well with connecting with your younger congregants and you know and 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 funny enough i actually you read my mind because i was actually just about to ask you about uh the younger congregants who of course um have embraced this them being more digitally savvy um you know, you've got the older generation who think that this just may be some ploy to try and and bait millennials. Would you agree with that? I cannot really say if it is. However, I think it's going to meeting them at their point, which is something that we need to become a lot aware of. That is not necessarily you, you're moving into a generation that isn't just going to do the status quo because it, that's how it's always being done. So if you're having institutions and organizations that are saying we will meet you at your mark so that you're able to relate to what it is that we're trying to achieve, then I don't see, I don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as it's done within the man, in the, in the right manner. I mean, if you look at an, um, the creation of Christcoin and it's another faith, faith-based cryptocurrency and their aim is basically to financially reward people for interacting with contents on their app and to specifically encouraging um, people to start reading their Bible more frequently. Now, it's questionable whether or not people should be getting rewarded for such an effort. Hmm. However, one may then argue that you're still meeting people at their mark and being able to use certain methods that they can relate to to interact with them and engage with them. So in essence, Christcoin can be also, I mean, as a faith-based uh, cryptocurrency, can be used as an, an incentivizing tool. Yes. Well, at Flux, we've called it the nudge theory. Yes. Um, considering the fact that it is religion, it may it does bring upon, you know, different um, arguments to right. whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. However, from our perspective, we'd take it at the face at the sense that it's interesting as to how technology is starting to come into religion. And it's, aside from it being transparent and aside from it being a lot more bringing upon instant gratification in terms of how payment processes are done, it's also done in a manner of trying to interact with a younger generation that's not necessarily going to fall into the system of every day we're going to wake up, um, every Sunday or Saturday we're going to wake up and go to church because that's how it's always been done. True. And, you know, I think it's, it's always about a thing of, you know, trying to uh, keep up with, with uh, the times as well. And, uh, so, you know, speaking of which, I mean, you've given us some American examples. Uh, how does South, Af- Africa, uh, South African churches rather fare when it comes to incorporating blockchain and cryptocurrency as a form of payment for, for tithes and offerings in the church? So thus far, we have only come across um, international examples. Um, blockchain and uh, cryptocurrency is relatively um, still in its infancy in 
South Africa, um, we starting, we're only starting to see it sprout up mainly from business perspectives. However, it will be interesting to see um, how that is then going to be infiltrated within the religious sector. I think it's going to be an interesting one and it's going to be possibly quite beneficial considering that you still have a, a, dem- a large demographic that does not have bank accounts. Um, and in terms of ensuring that your access to uh, providing access to your congregants and giving them more ex- um, offerings in terms of bringing in money and bringing in their donations, looking into blockchain and Bitcoin could be possibly beneficial. You know, that's absolutely true. And, and as, as you're explaining um, how far we would have to go as a country and, how, and with the churches embracing this and, and trying to keep up with this method uh, of incorporating cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, blockchain, I actually I was taking a bit of a, um, I was just uh, jogging my memory in my professional past life. I actually used to be a sales agent for, for Snapscan. And I know that it's at that stage where more churches now in South Africa, I think, especially um, the, the more modern churches have actually embraced mobile payment solutions as an alternative to the traditional form of payment. So I, I, I do agree with you that we could still have a little bit uh, more uh, t- more of a way to go with regards to incorporating that entirely. Definitely. I think it also falls into a trust issue. Yes. Um, when you look, Especially when you look at the African continent, we're on two spectrums. We are really religious and we're very cultural. Right. So we already have, we already trust in our churches. Um, so when you're bringing in a techno- technological aspect of things, I think it would be safe to say that a lot more people would be more trusting in their churches versus in technology and using um, virtual currency. So it's still going to take time as, as much as educating people and um, becoming a lot more trusting of virtual money and sending out that money, especially when you're talking about something that is um, linked to people's beliefs. And, you know, that's, that's, that's absolutely true. I think, um, you know, when it comes to, especially when it comes to the economy of trust, that is something that does, that should not be compromised, you know, by any means, especially when you, when you're speaking about, um, you know, the church and especially within this context of payment. And, you know, speaking of which, especially for, um, people who are not necessarily familiar with blockchain or cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, how secure is this whole process actually? Well, blockchain is said to be currently in terms of digital, in terms of virtual money and in terms of um, transactions, it's said to be the most secure because you can track it. It's essentially, if you think of a chain, it's it you can actually track chain for chain where your money is going um, and who has sent it. So it creates that um, the track record versus when you're doing it with a bank, traditionally you go to the bank or you go into your app and then you send the money and then you'll only be notified that that is actually being received at the other destination. And, and it's true. I think it's. I think the fact that it's all uh, instant, and I think that's 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 quite promising as well. That there isn't a uh, let's say forty-eight hour turnaround time in order for mm-hmm. certain payments to be processed. That it's all done immediately. It's efficient. It's transparent. So I think uh, that should be enough to inspire some confidence uh, in in cryptocurrency and blockchain. Definitely. I mean, the reason it's gotten so far for it to actually move into religion is because of the fact that aside from it being a lot more inclusive for people, it is 
faster and you can track it. So now it's just the, the, the point of seeing how far will it go in terms of religion. This is actually only part one of the series that we've done when looking at how um, virtual currency has moved into religion because there's other religious demographics that have also started to um, use this aspect of technology. And which, which other uh, religious demographics have also embraced this? So we have seen a lot in terms of the in, in terms of Islam, and in terms of blockchain and uh, cryptocurrency as well. We have an article that we've just released on our website, and then the other one will only be releasing next week. So I can't speak any further on that. Oh, okay, no, no problem. I, I do yeah. understand. You can't let the cat out of the bag. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. And now, this, uh, just moving on to the, just the reputation that cryptocurrency have has especially when it first launched onto the economic scene as it were so um it has a it, it has a reputation for for being anarchic in a sense so um you know with 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 now that it's, it's being incorporated more and embraced more um do you think that this has been uh well i mean it's 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 with 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 everything that it's uh that uh, cryptocurrency has an effect on that this uh i, I don't know this this the stigma the stigmatization as it was is slowly being shed you know I think the interesting thing about where technology is right now is that you have a project a product that essentially comes into mainstream and what it was essentially seen as a few years later it's adapted and it's become something completely different so when we came across when blockchain and cryptocurrency came onto the surface aside from it being transparent and aside from it being really fast in terms of making these your financial transactions it was just seen as a new Form of investment because a lot of people were investing in blockchain and cryptocurrency and it was just seen from isolated in that business perspective so I think what it has essentially done over the years is that various industries have then seen that there's an opportunity in using the same technology that was once seen as just an investment tool and use it in a tool that is a lot more that makes their functions within their industries a lot more simple and that's what we're seeing with it in the religious sector. So what it was seen once as just a form of investment can now be seen as a form of um, becoming a lot more, bringing a lot more inclusive financial accessibility and um, making a lot more documented um, admin work for churches or other businesses a lot more easier because it's all digitized. And, and, and then it's also accessible for everybody else. In that organization absolutely and i can imagine for the church itself i mean you mentioned i mean of course the um the secretary and everybody else the church team essentially it gives them more time i can imagine that this is a save in a sense that um it, it just cuts their time in half and it gives them more time to focus on the other projects that they have planned and it helps you keep track of things yes i mean we saw last year with the church with the burning of the unfortunate burning of the church in europe yes right yes. when something like that happens there's so much that is lost so mm, when we're point. at a point now when we can have hard copies and then we can have a digital copy and um, hopefully then everybody else with that has access to that cloud is also has their own backed up copy. You're starting to have a lot more, you're starting to put your eggs in various baskets to know that if anything were to happen to the original copies, you still have access to something. 
Absolutely. And you know, it's it's better to be, I think it, it will be more widely embraced now because especially when you when you uh, use uh, the burning church as an example, it's better to be safe than sorry. And, you know, I think there comes a time when um, traditionalists also need to compromise slightly. Uh, you know, can you imagine many, many years of information just gone in, in within mm. the space of an of an hour due to a fire that's just beyond their, their control, one that they're not able to actually put out. So now I think this would certainly be a, a better solution or a great solution for that. Definitely. I think, you know, when it, when it comes to technology, especially when you're looking at traditional organizations who have had a system and a way of doing things for such a long time, and then you bring in technology, um, it gets a bit blurry because not everybody understands how to use it, and everyone, sometimes people are a bit scared to use it. Um, and also then, like I had mentioned earlier, it's the trust issue. But once a lot more organizations may start adapting and taking on the use of cryptocurrency and blockchain, um, it will possibly be taken on with a lot more ease in various churches. I'm speaking to Kumu Teko, who is the cultural identity train spot at Flux Trains. And we are talking about cryptocurrency and blockchain in the Christian church and how this is swiftly taking on uh, internationally. In South Africa, we have yet to see this being incorporated, but uh, in due time. And uh, and funny enough, it's about also, especially when you take Catholicism into account, it's when... Um, Catholicism and cryptocurrency um, actually collide, opposites attract, um, as it were. So we've been uh, having quite a few, I mean, we've been been talking about uh, quite a few key points uh, with regards to the advantages as well as what it means, uh, what it could mean for the church. Uh, also, when it comes to having uh, documentation as a backup in the digitized format, you know, all of the advantages. And now, Kumo, I'd love to, to ask you this. Uh, before I even ask you about what the disadvantages are, especially, you know, I, I must say when, when crypto currency, uh, Bitcoin, um, you know, blockchain, when all of that was first launched, uh, I think I was one of those people because I'm not mathematically inclined, I must admit, or, or you know, I, I try and be as financially savvy as I can. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think sometimes we are overwhelmed with a new form of, uh, you know, a new form of payment options when we're already trying to uh, grapple the ones that we are currently using. So just in layman's, term, can, in layman's terms, can you actually just explain to our listeners, what is uh, blockchain? chain exactly so essentially blockchain is the it's a transactional system a digital transactional system that allows you to to transact money if if that makes sense so you have the money you're you, you're going on a digital platform to send your money to person b and you are then able to use um to use that platform to track the money where it's going uh, okay, so I think yeah, um, I think that's uh, definitely a a a great uh, definition of that, especially for for people who may have just tuned in, just to also kind of bring them up to speed um, as to what blockchain is and what and the advantages that it carries. But what disadvantages would this sort of system have, this payment system within the church? I think it was essentially the disadvantage. The disadvantage would essentially be the trust issue. You know, when you're telling people to. Um, to take their money and to put it into a digital sector, because you into a digital space that you can't necessarily see, and be sure and trust that you're gonna it's gonna get to the opposite end. That's where um, it would essentially be a little bit more tricky to have your congregants believe in it because you can't see it. We're also in a yes. space where 
something tangible, especially when it comes to money, um, makes puts people a lot more at ease because you can touch it, you can feel it, and you know if I'm giving you money, um, hand in hand, then you've received it. So um, with regards to also understanding that the traditional banking system versus the use of blockchain is very different. That's also something that um, will need to come into the space with regards to informing and educating your congregants about the use of blockchain. And, you know, just in general, just before we just round off the, the conversation, I mean, I, I think so many people feel that, you know, there's already a system in place that it works. So why is blockchain, why, why is this important? It is important because, it, as mentioned, it allows for people who don't have bank accounts um, to be able to send money. It is a lot faster. And also you are able to track the transaction yourself. And that's that's the thing. It's it's faster. It is. It's at the end of the day. It's all about. I mean, look, we're in an age where uh, added convenience is a must. And also, I think, especially with this uh, having uh, uh, having blockchain in place, especially when you've got uh, companies that have also em- embraced their own versions of Bitcoin, such as Samsung and Samsung's blockchain and Kodak Coin as well. We're in an age where uh, we certainly have to move with the times, but also we need solutions that um, you know. Are, like you had mentioned earlier, that are inclusive solutions mm. that can reach people uh, that, um, and also as you'd mentioned earlier, that uh, people who do not have access to bank accounts, people who are still able to uh, receive uh, this form of currency and still be able to use it. And it's, it's at the end of the day, I think it's it's meant to be. Um, a means of accessibility all around, regardless of what context this is used in. Definitely. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to have to uh, round off this uh, the conversation. But, Kuma, I'd just love to say uh, thank you so much for unpacking this trend for us. Always looking to the latest trends uh, from Flux Trains. And uh, who knows, South Africa may be following suit with uh, this form of payment. And uh, also wishing you a wonderful weekend as well. Thank you. Same to you. Thanks, Kuma. Have a good one. Thank you.